0: People can't always watch a YouTube video, and they can't always, you know, come to the shop and talk to you. But they can always put earbuds in their ears and listen to a podcast. They go on their run, they go on their bike ride, they get in the car. So you can really, you know, be with them um, a lot of the times of the day, and it's just a, it's a great way to engage your audience.
1: Welcome to the Channel Mastery Podcast. If you're a specialty business and brand leader obsessed with understanding what the most effective channels are today to connect with, serve, and sell to your target consumers, then you've just found the perfect podcast and community. My name is Kristen Carpenter, and I'm your host and the founder of Verde Brand Communications, the presenting sponsor of Channel Mastery. Verde created the Channel Mastery podcast to level the playing field for the specialty brands we serve. Every week on this show, we study how consumer preferences are changing and the evolving channels they like to use to engage with their favorite brands. Once again, welcome to Channel Mastery and subscribe today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast. I have a very special guest today to introduce to you. It is Rick Says with the Outdoor Biz Podcast. We're having a meta show about podcasting on my podcast. Welcome, Rick.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Good to be on. Yeah, I love talking about podcasting and I love it's- your show.
1: Oh, thanks! I love your show as well. It has been a long time coming having you on, and um, obviously I've been you know cheering you on, via LinkedIn and listening to your show, and I love what you're doing. And what I'm really hoping to deliver today to my amazing audience out there in Channel Mastery Land is just giving them like a a very current. Here we are, you know, end of night 2019. Let's say we're in 2020 as far as we're concerned, right? Because yep. we've been on this this product line for a while now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I've got a bunch of, I'm in the can. I have episodes in the can well into 2020. So,
1: so here we are in 2020, everybody. And I want to talk about, uh, with an expert here on podcasts, what a podcast could do for your brand. But before we get into that, Rick has an incredibly... I think interesting, varied and entertaining background that really <laughs> makes him an exceptional guest and also podcaster. But like, let's talk a little bit about who you are and how you got into the Outdoor Biz podcast and, and then we'll go into how you're expanding.
0: Yeah. So I've been an outdoor guy s- since I was a kid. My grandfather took me hiking and hunting and all that stuff. And when I got banged up playing sports and realized I was not going to grow beyond about five foot seven, not able to play pro football i got to do something else so went to college and um, stumbled into outdoor recreation and got a degree two degrees in it and worked at an outdoor school as a as an intern teaching outdoor camp sixth grade camp and was river guiding in the summer and this one summer some buddies and i had started a little shop in kernville doing river trips and mountain bike trips and we opened a little retail store and they're standing around saying, why don't you go to the show and buy stuff for the shop? You worked at A16. You know a little bit about retail. I said, well, okay. Went to the show in Reno to buy stuff for the store and met the guys that were bringing Montbell into the U.S. And that they hired me as a rep. And that's how I got my foot into the traditional outdoor industry as we know it. And then I worked as a rep for Montbell. I was at Eagle Creek for 10 years. Had a stint at Dana Design. Uh, Jansport, Low Pro. It was at Low Pro that I got laid off at 55 years old and realizing that, okay, this might be a little tough now that I'm north of 50 and struggled to get work and was helping Scott out with the Mount Lab, Scott McGuire at the Mount Lab. We were doing some cool things, moved back up to Bishop. My grandfather was in, lived in Bishop, so it was kind of full circle for me. And left Bishop after a couple of clients. Um, we parted ways with a couple of clients and I was going to hang out a consulting shingle and thought, okay, how am I going to tell the world about consulting? And at that time, I'd been listening to a few podcasts and really enjoyed the Tim Ferriss Show and some others. And if you listen to the Tim Ferriss Show, he is a great interviewer. And he, re- he really, at least back then, was just interviewing all the guys that he ran around with on Silicon Valley. And I thought, I can interview all the guys I hang out with in the outdoor biz. And women.
1: And women. And women. Yeah, that's right. have several influential women on the show. Uh,
0: yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and launch the show and you know when you're starting a podcast all the experts will tell you you know don't go all whole hoggy and don't buy a bunch of gear don't commit to it just you know try three or four episodes out get it recorded with what you have and you can do it with your phone and see if you like it because you might not like it it's it's a, it's a different venue and i loved it it was a blast interviewing people and asking questions and here i am episode uh, well over 200 i think by the time this episode drops it's been super fun. The guests have been great coming on. I just launched a book at the end of 2019, the first 65 episodes. So it just became a blast as as something to do. And it really has been a platform for me to expand all the other things that I'm doing, coaching, podcasting, speaking, all that stuff. So I think it's a great, great format. And the Outdoor Biz is, is perfect. I think there's so many stories to tell, so many guests to talk about, so many things that some of you brands and some of you retailers out there can talk about as well that it's a huge opportunity.
1: That's amazing and your timing was spot on wasn't it?
0: Yeah it seems to be because I you know there weren't that many outdoor podcasts two and a half years ago and there's a handful handful more now but yeah I was probably one of the early ones and Now that I'm, you know, I think the other thing about podcasting is consistency and I've been dropping an episode a week for two and a half years, so that helps.
1: Definitely, definitely helps. And so those are already two key takeaways for some of our listeners here today is I think instead of cannonballing into the deep end, you do need Mm -hmm. to try it out. And one of the ways I think it's really smart for brands to do that, or even service providers, is to be a guest on other podcasts and try optimizing that show across your channels to your people and see what the engagement is like. Can you talk about another Few avenues to product market fit, if you will, around, should I be doing a podcast as a channel expansion strategy in 2020?
0: Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. One quote I like to use, and I'm talking to people, is from Maya Angelou. And she said, words mean more than what is set down on paper. It takes the human voice to infuse them with deeper meaning. And when you look at how we engage with books or we read about things in magazines and whatnot, and then you listen to somebody telling a story you get so much more out of it when you hear their voice. So I think there's a bunch of ways to to expand the content that you create from a podcast and there's a lot of things that you can talk about on a podcast to educate people, to inspire people, to sell them on other products and other services that you provide. I mean, it's just it's really unlimited and it's something that, you know, people can't always watch your YouTube video and they can't always, you know, come to the shop and talk to you, but they can always put a earbuds in their ears and listen to a podcast. They go on their run, they go on their bike ride, they get in the car. So you can really, you know, be with them um, a lot of the times of the day. And it's just, it's a great way to engage your audience.
1: It sure is. So let's also talk about, obviously I see this as such a perfect fit for say a brand marketing director to Mm -hmm. potentially Mm -hmm. expand and maybe increase the roi that they have on ambassadors or athletes for example and just create a channel around their brand what are some of the facets that you advise people on in in that position in terms of creating this type of a channel to really deploy that branding and that human to human differentiation because obviously and i know you're a listener of my show and i listen to yours we've both talked about this With Amazon, like, yes, the consumer is being trained, but we're seeing them really, I think, I don't know if I'd say 360, but I'm seeing a slow gravitation and it's a strong, consistent, growing gravitation of people from algorithms back to human to human, back to specialty. And I'm super excited about that. And I feel like podcasts are a fantastic way to create that pathway between brand product and people and sometimes if you don't have a founder still at the company you might have to get creative around the people Mm -hmm. that you present there so what do you advise brands on in that type of a situation when they're actually trying to structure how do i deliver the experience of my brand through an audio channel
0: gosh there's so many ways i mean one is the very simple basic thing is you can get one of one or multiple Folks in your shop or in your business to talk about various, you know, products or various initiatives or various events that are going on to people, and that gives your your folks exposure. It helps the consumer, the customer, know what you have going on. And then when you're talking about what whatever that topic is, it's a new product. It's you know, we hey, got the fall 18 line coming in next week. Come on in and check it out. You can drive what you're talking about. And use that to drive them into the store and vice versa. When they're in the store, you can say, hey, yeah, you know, so-and-so is coming in next week and we're going to do a podcast episode. He's going to talk about the climb he did on, you know, wherever it was. So there's a, you can use your athletes and your employees to give them a piece and help them talk to your customers. You can drive people into the store, drive people into the store onto the online version of what you're talking about. You can educate customers on, they bought a new piece of gear and say every Thursday's gear Thursday and you talk about the new tent that came in and how you set it up and how you how you take it down and how you maintain it and clean it I mean it's educational it's motivational it's inspirational and if you want to too you can even talk about selling stuff right they hear hey, if you are listening to the show come on in and get a free pair of gloves with your new jacket purchase or whatever it is so it's just really unlimited
1: tell us about your coaching that you're offering now and kind of who your sweet spot client is
0: yeah. So there's three ways that I work with people. One is I have a 12 week program where I've got outlined tw- the 12 steps to create a podcast and I'll work with you through that. I'll send you the homework. You do the homework. We'll talk about it. And then at the end of that 12 weeks, you'll have a nice shiny new podcast. The other thing is if you already have a podcast or you're thinking about it, you just want to get your head around it. You know, we can get up, jump on a phone call two or three times and talk about it. Um, I also have a VIP day where you can fly out here to lovely Bishop, California. We can go spend the day outside talking about your podcast, everything from creating it to monetizing it, to just you know tighten it up, making sure that you have the latest and greatest current strategies as far as the show anatomy goes, that kind of thing. And then I'm also in the middle of creating an online course, which I hope to have done by the time this is live. But that's proving a little more tougher on my my limited technical ability. But you can just grab that course and go online and work your way through it. So, those are pretty much the way I work with people these days.
1: That's awesome and super forward-looking. And I can't wait to see that. Uh, I think that is going to be great. Is it really toward individuals or is it towards brands at this point? Or can it work for both?
0: It can work for both. I'm kind of targeting the businesses because... You know i've been on the business side of the outdoor biz for so long as a director of sales and a director of product and those kind of roles i've my vision is i see that as an opportunity for a brand or for a retail shop as well so i think that's kind of my sweet spot but i'll work with an individual you know i think there's so many great people that have so many great stories and and other great audiences that they can leverage to share their stories and that's kind of what i'm doing with my show is got dreamed up from the outdoor show. We go to outdoor retail twice a year. It's like a huge high school reunion. We're hugging in the aisles and drinking beers. And then we go dark for six months. And my podcast was is hopefully a way to share some of those stories and give a little longer life to all that energy at the show. So I know other folks out there have, you know, expeditions that they're going on. You could record the whole thing on your expedition and then come back and turn it into a multi-episode show that becomes something where you talk about expeditions or you talk about whatever part of the world you were, you know, on your adventure and things going on there. It just, it's really unlimited.
1: Yeah, I i, it, I can hear the passion for it that you have. It—it It is such a fun, I mean, yes, it is a commitment, so you have to love it. And I know that you do. <laughs> I definitely do. Like the days that I get to batch shows or do a show or if I land an interview, it's like, my favorite. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's <laughs> energizing, right?
0: It's energizing. Yeah. It
1: really is. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you look over your shoulder and you're like, whoa, I have this body of work. That was crazy. <laughs> and I actually heard Jeff O'Keefe, um, when I connected with him at a recent show, say that you're creating almost like the industry anthology in outdoor.
0: That's what somebody said. Yeah, I'm creating the recorded history. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, I, I grew up in the industry at a time when it was it was forming, right? I mean, I started Back in, gosh, I was at A16 in the mid-80s and, you know, got to meet Larry Harrison when he was a young rep back in the day, you know, and Skip Yow came to the show, all the, the shop all the time. So, I got to interact with some of the guys that started the business and having them on the show is pretty exciting too. Bob Woodward, he was a blast. Oh, uh, he just- was
1: my, one of my first bosses. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, back when I was a journalist, I worked for his snooze.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, he's he's awesome to talk to. You. Hopefully, I'm going to see him in Wallenfels. I guess this is coming out later. I will have seen him in Wallenfels over the holidays. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: So tell me, you have such a great like you know experience set that's really spanned back over decades, and now you're talking to people I think who have similar backgrounds and also some up and comers. Mm-hmm. Where do you see like some key trends or or key directional like things happening in our space? Like, what do you see as maybe in 2020, if you and I were doing this show a year from now, what would we be talking about? Like, this happened this year. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're a great person to ask almost from a (laughs) crystal ball standpoint.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, that's tough. I think the outdoor industry is going through two things. One is, I think we're having a resurgence sort of like we had when I got into it. I think there's a lot of young folks that are coming through college or coming up and, you know, their parents worked in a factory or did something and they don't want to do that. And they they know, they see this outdoor thing because they climb or they bike or they whatever, and they want to get into that. So, there's a lot of young folks that are wanting to get into the industry. And that's why I wrote the book. It's really just an advice piece because one of the questions I ask everybody is what advice you have for those wanting to get into the industry. So, I think that's that's what I think we will continue to see that. I think more and more people will want to get into the industry because it's a growing industry. It's, you know, 880 some billion dollar business now in the U.S. So, or maybe that's global. I don't remember that number. No, it's U.S. But that's the it, outdoor yes, rec economy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, it's huge in that way. So, we're going to continue to see that influx. And it's fun. People see all the fun that we get to have, you know. So, that's cool. And I think the other thing that we're starting to see, although it's been a little slower then I, I would hope and then I would anticipate is the business is starting to get a, a more sophisticated. You know, we were talking earlier before we flipped the mics on about how we will create the best jacket, most technical, latest fabric, zippers that zip themselves, whatever it might be. <laughs> you know, we're into all that tech, but that when, but then when it comes to the tech tech, the digital tech or the business tech, we're a little slower to bring that to the table, right? We were, I remember back in the day when, Jeff O'Keefe was was you know one of the first online retailers in the world in the US outdoor specific and they were walking around the show selling that and we were everybody even I was at Eagle Creek then we were looking at it going is this a thing is this going to last is this really and then that kind of faded because of the the online crash and then we're getting everybody in line to well you need a website you got to have a presence and people were hesitant to have a website so I think we're a little slow to embrace that tech. And I think that's the same with podcasting. I think podcasting is going to be, you know, one of the ways that we talk to consumers here in 2020 and beyond. I mean, and even though one of the things people always say is, well, Rick, everybody has a podcast. Well, yeah, there's probably 500,000 or a million podcasts out there. But do you know what the average episode number, episode length is of the average podcast out there? How many episodes do you think the average podcast has today?
1: I'd say you mean of of kind of the big the broader body of work. Yeah, all the pod all the
0: podcast. Say all 20. the podcast 7 <laughs> 7. What? 7. The well, I am point.
1: very proud to say that you're well over 200 and I'm at like 115. Is what <laughs> there I There you go. You See?
0: Yeah, we're on it. So, I think <laughs> but but my point is don't let the fact that we think everybody has a podcast deter you because everybody might have a podcast, but everybody doesn't have a hundred episodes, right? So A, you can if you're consistent and you you have a a thought and an idea and point a sellable yeah, sellable point of view, then you can and you just continue, you know commit to doing it, you'll you'll be fine. So it's it's, it's a screwing opportunity. It's not going away.
1: What do you think about um, I think it was probably a year and a half ago or maybe even two years ago when everybody was looking ahead to like Apple Carplay, wasn't it? And like yeah. how popular podcasts are going to be. I mean, I think from one podcaster to another, like that was definitely interesting, but I don't yeah. think that that's like what's driven the growth, frankly. What do you think is driving the growth right now?
0: I think it's the quality of the content. I mean, if you listen to a broad variety of all the shows that are out there today, there are some people putting out some amazing shows. I mean, you know everything from Oprah's got this master class podcast where she does a she interviews someone who's you know the master in their class of cooking or whatever it might be, and you can they talk about the ins and outs of their whatever there is, it's actually a master class on cooking to just an entertainment show. Like I was on a show last night with Scott Oshman, something about nothing and he just gets together with three or four friends of his and they go to this local bar. They record in a bar and there's a little bit of music and they talk about topics of the day. They talk about sports. They talk about various things. It's really like the Seinfeld of podcasting. I told him last night, but there's all kinds of different shows and the folks that are you know, dropping shows every week or dropping a couple shows a month and are sticking with it, they're really putting out some good content. So you can learn, you can be entertained, you can be motivated your podcast does a great job at at educating people about you know channel mastery and how you can really you know be successful in the outdoor industry so there's just such a wide variety of stuff out there that i think that's that's where it's going to continue it's going to be one of the new venues where we're going to go to learn things and not only you know how to do things but also we'll get our news we'll get our information and, and then just storytelling you know there's nothing like the human voice to listen to a story
1: I totally agree. And you know, I don't know if you're anything like me, but for as long as I can remember, I always have had several books on my nightstand that I'm kind of making my way through. And I feel like podcasts are just fantastic for that because you have the shows you subscribe to, you can find new ones, you pick up an episode here and there, sometimes you binge and finish the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's really, it's it's kind of a parallel there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, I would be remiss not to ask you this because you're an expert in this topic, is, you know, for a brand manager who has like limited budget, limited hours in his or her day, to put something like this together and to consider everything. I also think there's such a, big return if you look at this um, as like a first, you know, make this, make this content, use the transcript, turn it into written word, turn it into short videos. Like, can you talk a little bit about how you talk about leveraging this key piece of content?
0: Well, basically the first part of it is it's so inexpensive to produce. I mean, you don't, you look at some of the stuff that people are doing with video and whatnot, that's pretty expensive. I mean, if you're going to get someone who really knows how to do video and sound and all that stuff, that's a lot of money podcast you can I think the mic I'm using is under a hundred bucks maybe it's a hundred bucks so you can record it on your you know we're recording on zoom which is an online you know recording tool that we're using and then the editing you can use Adobe Audition you can use audacity you can use GarageBand which is free on your Mac Mm -hmm. so creating it is really inexpensive and then once you've got that content like you said you know you can publish the podcast, you can publish little bits you know quotes and bits of the podcast you can uh, digitize it re- uh, transcribe it and have blog posts that go out. you can use some of the voice for some of your if you're going to do Some kind of audio, uh, radio ads or spots like that, or spots on other podcasts. I mean, just it's amazing what you can do. And if you really want to do video, you can do video too. I mean, this we could have totally done this on Zoom and recorded this video and published that as video as well. So, if you're a brand, you could do a, a. I could. I envision somebody walking down the PCT with their news. You know, I'm going to use Dana Design Bomb Pack for lack of a a better term. And unpack the pack and you can talk about packing your pack. You can talk about the pack itself. You can talk about how to set up your tent and why you want to set it up over here and not over there. I mean, and then you could have a video and a podcast at the same time. It's just, it's it's unlimited. It's amazing.
1: Well, and I do have to say, because you're a listener of my show, you know that I've had this like Leadville obsession over the past years with the mountain bike thing. And and it was a game changer for me when I found out about the Leadville podcast. And that was probably three months into my training in the first year I tried to do it. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being like the best thing and then a little bit of the worst thing because I was following what they were saying so closely (laughs) that I actually did something on like, literally they did a show right before the 2018 event. And they talked about how hot it was going to be. And they talked about increasing your electrolyte pills. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. (laughs) I ended up doing that, but not, they didn't talk about the water to electrolyte pills, which was my responsibility to research, but they didn't Mm -hmm. put it on there as like a something to note. And so I, I was doing more electrolyte pills without more fluid and I ended up not finishing because I had that happen and everybody's done that exactly one time never again (laughs) Um, and and so but it's interesting because like I was just so into it and what they did is they broke the course down over you know Several different shows they had coaches on there. Rebecca Rush was on there, like Mm -hmm. it was literally this treasure trove. And I was, you know, as they say, like find out how they're sick and make them well. I was really, really worried about, like, how am I going to do this? It was such a big endeavor for me, as a you know. I was right. not young and like, <laughs> we had like a bunch of people in my family. Like we used it as a fundraiser for my dad who has had oh, just right, passed right. From cancer. So anyways, like I put all this pressure on myself and it was a godsend. And then this year going into it with like one race under my belt, at least partially, I was able to even get more out of it. And I yeah. still listen to every single episode. And here's one of the most important things I want to say because I believe podcasting is a fast track to creating an emotional connection with a person because you're yep. in a very, you're in their earbuds. You're like right yep. there or in yep. their home or in their car. And literally when I hear the, the music come on for a new episode of the Leadville podcast, mm-hmm. I get like goosebumps because mm-hmm. it's the starting line. Like they, right. it has Ken saying three, two, one and shooting the gun. And then they have the music and I get like
0: Puts you right Literally, there.
1: Literally like so fired up. Yeah, right? Put you
0: right there. Yeah, And
1: that's another thing that I think is so important and perhaps we can close with this is there is nothing more important from like a brand communications agency leader and former journalist in the specialty markets. There is nothing more important than that emotional connection, especially mm. as we're competing with these like juggernaut big retail and Amazon and frankly, even the YouTube content creators yeah. and, and the launches that are going to be coming from that. It's all around us and this is a great way to get started building new emotional connection pathways, I think, through yeah. alternative channels. And it could be a, gate, a gateway to a video show and all these other things, but it's yeah. a great place to start. And I feel yeah. like if you literally can have a fun conversation with someone, you can have a great podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and if you can tell a good story and, and you you nailed it. I mean, it's the human voice, right? It's just, we just, it allows you to establish such a deeper connection with the listener on the other side. As long as you're telling an engaging story, which I think most of us in the outdoor industry have, and whether we're talking about our products or talking about our activity or talk about our next trip we're going on, it's the best way to engage. And when people hear your voice and they hear your passion, they hear your inflection, they hear your excitement, they can't always get that out of reading your ad in the magazine but they always get that when they listen to you. So I think you're right. You nailed it.
1: Yeah. And everybody, I just want to make sure as we look to wrap up here, Rick and I were already starting to scheme on things that we could do to serve our audiences better because obviously I think we're a pretty complimentary uh, set of Wonder Twins here. Yeah, fun
0: stuff, huh?
1: um, (laughs) So keep (laughs) your eyes peeled. We've got some cool things that I think we're going to flesh out and and try and- And if you have any
0: ideas for us, send them our way.
1: There you go and and we're all about testing and learning obviously cuz mm-hmm. we're I think you could confidently say that we've semi been pioneering this channel, if you will, and this in our community. And like, I just feel like we could really exactly like crowdsource. What else can we do to serve you? Because I feel like yeah. we could be real complimentary. And, and that is really where we're both coming from. And we'd love to do that. So yeah, exactly. hit us up. And why don't you tell my amazing audience where they can learn more about the Outdoor Biz podcast, your coaching, your book, all these things that you've put together to help people and serve people
0: yeah thanks so you can find me at ricksays.com all the things live there and if you go to ricksays.com podcast cheat sheet there's a free cheat sheet you can download that has the 10 steps you know, that, that you need to re- that i teach you to create a podcast uh you can find me on all the socials rick.says on instagram rick underscore says at twitter Rick Say's on, on LinkedIn. Rick Say's on Facebook. Yep. And Say's is S-A-E-Z. And yeah, I'm all over the Rick Say's place on the socials.
1: I'm glad you spelled it. That was my next question. So <laughs> thank you again so much. It's been amazing connecting with you here. I know the audience is going to get so much out of this and I look forward to all of the cool stuff that we can do together in the future.
0: Yep. It's going to be a blast. Thank you, Kristen.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you're finding value in the Channel Mastery Podcast, and I certainly hope you are, I'd love to ask that you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, as well as rate and review the show on iTunes. Doing so helps more people discover the content, more specialty business and brand leaders can be helped by the incredible resources we're offering every week on the show. I also would like to invite you to join our community at ChannelMastery.com or VerdePR.com. Sign up with your email and you'll receive special resources and content created just for friends of the podcast. You'll also receive advanced notice of new Channel Mastery trainings and offerings. Thanks for listening and see you next week.